Hello and welcome to Tracks, episode 16. I'm Tim. And I am Harry. And we're back. It's been a long old week or two without you guys in our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you feel exactly the same. <laughs> but we have returned. And where have we returned from, Harry? G to the L to the... I'm not doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> we've been... At... No, keep going. <laughs> Definitely not. I probably can't spell. <laughs> uh, we've been at Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Yeah. Glastonbury Festival. And it was good, right? It was an excellent, excellent. Time. So good, in fact, that when you thought, hey, we've returned and there's so much we want to share with you guys, so let's do a podcast about it. There's too much. Let's podcast about it. <laughs> there's uh, too much to say. Too much to do. Certainly uh, too much to put in an intro. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado... Absolutely. Let's get in to an episode about Glastonbury 2016. Absolutely, Don. See you on the flip side. Under me, your mothers. And fathers. <laughs> and children. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's begin now. So, unbelievably, inexplicably, it is now, as we record, nine days since we set off on our voyage to Glastonbury 2016. That's such a saddeningly long amount of time. It hurts. Yeah. How sad have you been this week? Just before we get into what happened while we were there, have you had big Glastonbury blues? Yeah, it's been... Kind of Glastonbury di- blues, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's you constantly looking up things you're yeah. watching all the bbc coverage oh, and God, it's yeah. really it hurts to look at yeah. it because there's this there's this um void that yeah. is now there i know but as also when you look at the footage and stuff you you know you were at that yeah and it was but well it better. just it was so much it's just a, such a different level yeah. that you're watching it like mm, yeah it's just it, nothing can be this is why i don't really sometimes don't get taking pictures at festivals and stuff because they're the memories are also Almost just better than looking back at something. Totally. Because everything looks a bit worse. Yeah. And, like, I've watched a few sets that we were at. And, like, they're good, obviously. Yeah. You know, we watched Great Acts pretty much all weekend, non-stop. But they're not quite as good recorded as they felt at the time. So I can't do it. But you did find a, like, a 360 thing. Just from a walkway as well. This is how much I miss Glastonbury. (laughs) There's nothing even interesting in this 360 video. It's just like in the middle of where people walk down yeah, to changes, stages. It? it goes to the main stage yeah. and stuff occasionally, but but like it, the first bit where it's like outside the EE tent. Yeah, I was not quite crying, but I was <laughs> quite close. I was like, oh. yeah, and you <laughs> can watch it. So you, it's one of these three sixty things you can look around yeah. and stuff, and um, it, it it was difficult oh, man. again. Oh man, it's it's brutal. No one warned me about these blues. Yeah, they're and difficult. I've, and I've been trying to move house this week as well. And to still get over a breakup. And to get over Glastonbury. This has been bleak. <laughs> Someone should have warned me, like, are you sure you can cope with the next week? You'll be fine while you're there, but the next week, will you be okay, There's mate? some hard times ahead. Yeah. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I mean, this one has been easier for me. Um, but... It is one of those things where you constantly you you're just trying to look back all the time. Yeah. You just got to look forward and hope yeah. that you can get into the next one because 
Otherwise, you're never going to be happy again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just keep thinking about it. And it sounds ridiculous. If you haven't been before, it sounds like we're completely... Because yeah. you've never you'd never been before. No, this, this is, is my first time. time. And when you, when because anyone who hasn't been has somebody or they know somebody that went and their probably status is everywhere, t- tweets about how sad they are and stuff, and people are like, "Oh, come on, it's not that good." Yeah. And I know last year I uh, tweeted Glastonbury's for Tories. So really, <laughs> <laughs> just because I was annoyed, of you did, <laughs> just because I was annoyed that I wasn't there. Yeah, but like when you're not there. And you've never been there. You don't really know what you're missing out on. So I was just a bit no, like, "Nah, you really don't." It's... Now, if I don't go, in, I had a little, I had a little moment again this week. I was like sat by the Pavilion Gardens in Brighton and eating a sandwich, and it suddenly just hit my mind. What if I don't get tickets for next year? And I literally just sat there for a minute. You're gonna like, have to watch like videos and stuff and think. I sat there for like at least two minutes just in despair at the prospect of not having tickets for next year. It's Which not even happened are yet. hugely likely as well. Yeah. No, I'm going. <laughs> I'll break in. We'll go with track show. Um, yeah, so if you haven't been before, you don't really, you won't really understand the despair that people are going through. Oh, but no. it, it's kind of like, yeah. you've all been on holiday and you, you come back and it's a bit, and you know, you wish you were still there. and It's a bit like that, but it's because you, you've got to live there and all the people you meet and stuff, you yeah. you have this new little community for five days, and it seems to have such a short amount of time. But yeah. you know, you, you you I'll tell you what, it's it's like when you I went to university for three years, I came home, I still haven't yeah. like picked up myself <laughs> up from that. <laughs> but I, I still look back that's just your life, life though, Harry. Um, yeah, and it's a little bit like that. It's like a short term version of that, basically. After Glastonbury, there's nothing left to live for. So. <laughs> That's how good it is. Yeah. But we'll get rid of the um, sad thoughts of uh, not being at Glastonbury. Yeah. And we'll talk about the amazing experiences we did have there. So as we say, nine... But nine short days ago, we set off at, was it half three? Four? Uh, it was half four. We half got to four. Yours. We yeah. set off. And the trauma started kind of on the journey, right? Because mm. we started listening, we were listening to the radio. And the message coming out of Worthy Farm was, do not come to Glastonbury. Yeah. <laughs> if you've just set off, don't bother. Find somewhere safe and warm. <laughs> yes, yeah. their instruction. What was that all about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, not Noah's <laughs> Ark, lads. What is it like barnyards? <laughs> yeah, barnyard. Yeah, everyone's wrapping themselves in, in hay. Like this is safe and warm. <laughs> um, yeah, it said they said don't come because there'd been loads of rain. It was well muddy. The queues were massive because apparently everyone left early this year. Yeah. I find it really, really difficult to believe that this is the first time everyone's left early. But it wasn't. I think it was the fact that trying to get people in with the bad weather and the fact it just built up over time. Uh, so that was annoying. But we soldiered on. Yeah. And but six and a half, roughly hours later, we arrived. We arrived on site. Yeah. And it was wonderful to be there because I know from last year we were a lot further back. Yeah. And we were about an hour, an hour's walk. Incredible. And this time. Because this was long for me. 
This was long for you, yeah. yeah. Well, this was... This seemed like a hell of a lot shorter than last time. Yeah. Um, to put it into perspective, to get from the campsite to the actual uh, festival itself, probably last year took about 35, 40 minutes. And this year, it, that that's how much it took to probably get to the actual... Where we were camping from the car. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were literally... 45 seconds away from our tent to the other stage which was brilliant yeah, that was very nice yeah um so yeah we arrived uh harry marked his arrival by doing a poo <laughs> <laughs> in a portaloo in the car park <laughs> when we get it out first it was amazing we were everyone had just arrived with all their bags and kind of people were queuing up for this like four, block of four or five portaloos just going in for a quick wee Harry's there with a the toilet roll in his hand <laughs> wet wipes it's <laughs> like so get it out I want a nice clean mind so we had a little walk across the site yeah. it all felt a bit surreal to me having never been there before you're kind of seeing little sites and things oh, you've we, seen on TV. Yeah, we hadn't taken all of our stuff at this point, no, so we just fine. had yeah. our tent. Yeah, we just had a few light things, Yeah, and we walked through, and like I say, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here, this is really weird. Lovely little walk, found a beautiful camp camping spot. Yeah. I still can't quite believe how good our spot was. Yeah, if we go again next year, that's where I want to be next time. Yeah. It was amazing. We were, like we said, we were right by the other stage. Yeah. Uh minute walk to the toilets a minute and a half walk to the other stage a minute walk to uh where i would get my morning fanta and but also not boggy at yeah, all very very the grass was always there not mad quite quiet yeah it was amazing it was everything you could possibly we were saying of. and i i think we did get a good spot but we were saying that when you have your spot Everywhere else is scum. Yeah. <laughs> like you see other people camping, you're like, "That's the that's the worst place ever." That and everybody it. everybody yeah. thinks that, so everyone's yeah. in the best spot. Yeah. Like, that is a slum over there. <laughs> I would, n- I would never. Ever, I don't care if there was nowhere else. I would sleep in my car instead of sleeping over there. It's the other side of the path, <laughs> which to where is where we we'll are. be next year. And then the story goes on. Look at this. This is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Although having said all that, by far the worst tent I saw. Or camping area I saw all weekend was directly behind us. The balloons guys. Yeah. That was an actual mud bath somewhere. That was a hole. <laughs> they they became gremlins by the end. The whole week all you could hear was <laughs> The best one was <laughs> I kind of at about half five on Monday morning. Mm. Still in the tent, like we I was thinking, Oh, I need to pack up soon. I kind of half woke up. And I still could hear. <laughs> so what are you doing? There was a guy behind Come me. Home. I couldn't really tell where they were. When you're in a tent, you don't really know what's around you. You can't work out your surroundings. But I, it was probably about 6am. And this guy and his girlfriend just got home. And I, th- I thought they went to sleep. And then for like ages, all I could hear was... for ages sucking oh, was these, amazing. Like, it was canisters. so funny it was just ridiculous like, yeah. that was the real I don't get those things but um, that was that was quite popular yeah in the old Western buddy yeah I don't get it either I've ne- well I've never done it so that's why I don't get it nice. but so we found the lovely place then we went back to the car to collect our camping bits oh my god and all hell broke loose 
And I, I think, and it got a bit more muddy at this point as well because people oh, were it going got a bit through. more full because when you walk from the the car park to where we camped, you have to go through like a fair bit of the site. Yeah. Like you have to go through a load of shops and a load of stalls and like bars and whatever. So there's quite a lot of people around by this point. For some unknown reason, God hates us, so the sun came out. Yeah. So, Which you had literally just said, yeah. at least the sun's not out. <laughs> we kept tempting things. So basically, to paint the picture, we have gone, we set up our thing, we're all excited, we've had a beer. We're like, woo, let's yeah, go and get the rest did. of the stuff. Uh, go and get the rest of the stuff. We get about a minute away from the car. Like, oh my God, this is heavy. Yeah. This is so heavy. This is the heaviest I had, thing. just to paint a little bit more of a picture, I had my big camping bag on my back with my um, kind of roll mat blow-up thing like attached to that. And then I had a sleeping bag attached to that. And then I had um, a bag over my shoulders <laughs> but on, on my front. And then in my hand, I would have, um, I think, a chair or something like that. So you basically yeah. got nothing else. Yeah. So you I got a, too much yeah. on you. We're yeah, a do- we were donkeys of ourselves. Yeah. I had a huge backpack with about 50 beers in. Yeah. It was pure beers. Oh, like yeah. Backpack. I had cans of sausage and beans in my... Oh, my God, you had sausage and beans for days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I had, like, a camping chair hung to the bottom of my backpack that was just, like, flapping on the back of my legs every <laughs> yeah. step, just beating the hell out of me. It was... Mine was until it yeah. fell off. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Harry's, we very nearly lost Harry's sleeping bag for the whole weekend. <laughs> we just turned around and there was this red dot in the face. Is that yours? <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I dropped that and it got all muddy and I had to hold that with my hand that I didn't have free. Yeah. And um, it was a really, really, really hard journey back to the tent. God, it was long. We, it stopped, was hot. At, we stopped at least twice yeah. and said to each other, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> there was one point when we were about like, three minutes away, as I kept saying, and um, Tim just <laughs> like, no, we're stopping. I can't do this. Yeah. We're just going to just rest. for, And you'd rest for like 30 seconds yeah. and then get back up and that. But I, like, I need to sit down or something. Yeah. I just wanted to cry. And I, the What were thing the other it, things we tempted? It was the heat. So first of all, it, to get to the car park, from the car park to the campsite, you have to go through like a security oh, yeah, barrier yeah, thing. Yeah. And we had all these bags. Of, oh my God. I said to Harry, God, I really hope. And it, I think you said it to me actually. He's like, do you know what would be so bad if they decided to search our bags? I said, if they stop our momentum here and just like search one of us, yeah. that'd be terrible. And then they, they literally just walk up to you. Can I please, can you come over here for a second, please? Yeah. And I dropped my other thing in the mud while I was waiting for you. <laughs> And the, the the cord broke, so I couldn't tie it to anything. And then you're over there looking very upset. <laughs> just I, like, I, had, I had a mini panic attack as well because um, my bag that was on my like my backpack, which, as I said, was just completely full of beers and pretty much nothing else. I put it down on the table and the woman, she goes, Is this your tent in here? And I wasn't really paying any attention, so I was like, yeah, it is. And she opened the bag I just said was my tent and just beers kind of rolled out across the table. I was thinking, (laughs) she thinks I'm lying to her now. For God's sake. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then just lobbed him back in the bag and we were off again. But that sapped even more energy. Yeah. And yeah, that that was probably the worst way to start anything ever. Yeah. It was pretty terrible. And I, it 
the the closer you got to the tent, the harder it got. But getting those uh, bags off, I was pretty sure I was injured as well, but I wasn't. Yeah. Sitting down and just cracking open a beer got, after a little bit of uh, time to get over sat, everything. I, we had the chairs and I couldn't even move bothered to fold out the chairs. I just kind of lay on the grass yeah. for a few minutes. But um, then we were into it though. Yeah, Wednesday then, night. Then it was like, let's go. It was the drunkest I was the entire weekend yeah. Wednesday night. I, as we've discussed a few times since... I genuinely have no idea what happened on Wednesday night. Yeah. One minute we're at the tent, the next minute it's Thursday. <laughs> and it's like Thursday afternoon. Yeah. But um, Jack, my brother. Yeah, oh, we should we should shout out at this stage. Yeah. We were with uh, two of the best, most fun Glastonbury companions you could possibly hope for. Yeah. Jack and Hannah are... My brother and my brother's girlfriend. They were the best. We had such a good time. Many a laugh. Guys. Too, many in-jokes that many I can't even remember. Um, but my brother, basically, he had the beer funnel with him. <laughs> and he had it out within seconds. It and wasn't even a proper funnel. This is the amazing no, thing. Like, yeah. We've all seen a proper beer funnel that you get from like a party Novelty shop or whatever. Shop, yeah. What Jack had was a... Like a industrial industrial funnel with some industrial piping <laughs> attached to the bottom that I think somebody made him or something. Yeah, but um, yeah, within minutes he had that out and he's he was throwing down um, pints of beer or cider. Well, the first or... one he didn't throw down. Let's just point oh this yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really knew exactly how the. Bit so Jack was like, "I want to do a funnel." I was like, "I feel like I can do a funnel for you. I'll pour it in." <laughs> so Jack sat there with a pipe in his mouth. <laughs> And I'm pouring. In... <laughs> I'm just so slowly pouring a beer into it that there's just like a, a slow dribble coming down the line. And I just poured like half of it, and he's like, he's just sipping it and looking at me. For about half the can. You're just yeah. feeding him. It's I like, might as well have just slowly poured it in It's like mouth. if you've ever had a hamster and they have those water things yeah. with a little ball yeah. and they're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing. Just feeding Jack a can. Oh, it was amazing. It's halfway through, you're like, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, he, he got through about three or four cans. He was absolutely away. knocking them back. No, I think we'd have... We'd, we got like through half the Jägermeister as well in yeah, that point. Tons of Jäger bombs. I cracked out the whiskey. Yeah. Like I said, I was I was hammered. Yeah. And it Absolutely was literally hammered. just the day that people get there and turn up. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> coming down with their tents down the path looking for somewhere which like Wah! They're like, oh, for God's sake. What is this crowd this year? Uh it was horrendous. But it was amazing. And uh, it was probably a really good way to kick off, in a way. Yeah. We raged some face. Yeah. It was great. So, from there, we go into Thursday. Yep. I amazingly woke up not the worst for wear at all. No? It was the first... It was the one and only morning I managed to go and get a breakfast baguette. I was feeling... (laughs) I was feeling rosy when I woke up. I had plenty of sleep. Yeah, you did, because you were... I mean, we didn't even really go anywhere. We went to, like, a little dancey thing. Mm. And you still managed to go home early. Yeah, which, I wasn't. For listeners, this is going to be a running theme through this I episode. I don't care. I've been before, all right, and I know and if I'll I go wanna, again, if I want to pace myself because I want to save myself, then I will. 
because I don't want to, you know, go a bit mental. Judge so, him for yourself, listeners. I know how I judge him for this. I don't care what any of you think. I'm looking after my own health. So we're down at this dance stage waiting for one particular song by a guy called Gerald, which Jack was quite excited for. Yeah. But apart from that, we knew nothing. I was just so excited to be there. It was a lovely time. Yeah. So without further ado, let's listen to the said song <laughs> and move on to Thursday. Yeah. A more eventful day and a much less dramatic day. <laughs> Thursday, mm. we started off by waking up. I had a barocca. I had a breakfast baguette. Really? I felt good. I had some beans and sausages. Running theme again for the weekend. Yeah. How many tins of beans and sausages did you get through? Uh, I think I took six cans. <laughs> and I only I only went through about five of them. I think I left a can. Only. Only five yeah. in four days. Yeah. The great thing was that you kept on saying, I fancy some sausages. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, want you the mean beans. loads of beans and like three sausages. No, it was eight sausages. Eight? It was, it was mostly sausages. In a tin. Yeah. Cold, by the way, listeners. Cold. Yeah. Cold, Cold beans are nice. When you're, when you're slamming it and you've only taken 40 quid to Glastonbury, which um, anyone that's been before, I don't know if how much you would take, but I've heard that you know, a lot of people spend hundreds at Glastonbury. And I took forty, came back with ten. Yeah, I so, spent I spent almost nothing. Yeah, it's lovely, incredible. I can't even remember what I bought. I think it was just some travel money for Jack. <laughs> no, you had you haven't given him that. Your little calzone pizza. Ah, yes, lovely. We'll get on to food later. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I did have some lovely food. So Thursday, yeah. we went and did another run to the car, but far less traumatic because all we were getting was alcohol, so it felt nice. Mm. I still think I had a hard time though. <laughs> Do you? Now I think about it, I think I did have quite a lot. But basically, yeah, we got that stuff and we got back to the tent. And that was it. We yeah. were set for the weekend. Yeah. We settled into the drinking games. We played yeah. a bit of that oh, weird, that like, like yeah. roll the dice thing. Yeah, which was a bit odd. Yeah, that was weird. We played some Ring of Fire. <laughs> we played Drink While You Think. Yeah. Drink While You Think was fun. Yeah. Uh, Some of the games got a bit weird, didn't they, with the, the questions asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, would you rather and stuff, and I've got... My... There were, yeah, there was a there was a, f- a few funny moments where I realised, like, I was the only person who was, like, sufficiently removed from everyone yeah. to just play these games. I had a brother and the brother's girlfriend. Yeah, and so Jack's got like... his brother and his girlfriend. <laughs> Who's ever been caught cool watching porn? I'm like, oh, for God's sake, Hannah. <laughs> So we played loads of drinking games, and again, we waited till the evening and we headed out for what is, despite the fact that in many ways it was kind of ridiculous, one of my favourite things of the weekend. Yeah. We went to yeah. Williams Green. Yep. Yeah. And we watched 
We're not quite sure how to pronounce it, either the Smiths or the Smythes. I think it's the Smiths. The Smythes. Basically, a Smiths tribute act. Yeah. And they were bloody brilliant. They were really, really quite something. It was absolutely rammed, so I couldn't see the stage, which I feel... Helped. Yeah, because I couldn't look and think, that's not Morrissey. I did every now and then. Uh, I fall apart. No, but I did a few times, and it didn't really take away from it, because they... they he put on a show. Yeah, he had, he had the old he flowers around his head. But, yeah. um, but they sounded great. Yeah, you close your eyes and you don't know where you are. Yeah, I just had a really extraordinarily tall man next to me putting his arm around me. We were singing yeah. along to every word of every song. A lot of people in our vicinity didn't seem to know everything. Yeah. But we did. We had a moment, me and yeah. tall man. And it was brilliant. I loved it so yeah. much. That was the first live act I saw of the weekend and... When he, when that sorry, when they came into uh, William, it was really nothing. I just, at that point, I just lost my mind. I lost my merry my little mind. mind. And yeah, what a set! What a great way to start. Yeah, I knew seventy five percent of the songs. Yeah, um, maybe eighty. Yeah, and the ones I didn't know, I knew of, but didn't couldn't sing along to. Yeah, and I still absolutely loved it. Oh, so good. But also, I'm not a bit. I'm not like you. I don't know the discography of the Smiths yeah. and everything around them. Suck. <laughs> no, I just have other things. But to also, do. <laughs> there's nothing better to do <laughs> than sit in your room, sad, <laughs> and learn every word Morrissey has ever written. Um, but also, by this point, we'd probably been at the festival for 36 hours, and it was just such a relief to see a live act. Yeah. By that stage, and then we went to see Mura Massa. Mura Massa. And I'm going to check that name again, just in case I'm wrong. But um, our Hannah told us to go and see this uh, act. I think it's a guy. Mura Massa, because we kept saying, calling them Laura Massa. And yeah. we, I had a completely different picture of I kept saying, was. is she good? <laughs> yeah, I did. Even after, when we found out, it was still, yeah, she was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got, we got there, and I will say that um, I didn't know... Well, I thought I didn't know who this person was. And we got there and it was absolutely rammed because oh, there was nothing else on that night. And that's not to take away from them, but it was one of the only things on. So everybody was there, it seemed. It was a little bit of one of those crowds that takes, like, not in a good way. Takes your takes breath your away. Breath away yeah. <laughs> I was very, very rammed. Yeah. And I think we stayed for two or three songs and had to get out. Sadly had and to leave Jack and Hannah too. But from but, a distance, heard... Stuff we liked, and yeah. having listened since, I've listened today. Probably a few songs. think, oh, that was a bit of a mistake. We should have maybe. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I didn't really want to die. I was, I night, was but... um, in pain almost. Yeah, but um, I definitely probably, I definitely probably could have stayed. Um, but um, for you, Hannah, and for anyone else who likes them, and for the band themselves, because <laughs> we're now very good friends with them, apparently. <laughs> Um, what if I go? Just know wherever you go, I'm going with your bay, going with your bay. Look at the draw, you that's my lottery one. And jamming the rock, I could be a finishing touch. So wherever you go, I'm going with your bay, going with your bay.
kind of kicked off. Yeah. That's when the festival really got underway. Yeah, we would we could hear James from our tent. We in watched the a little bit of James. No, we did not. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. I categorically remember oh, no, watching a bit of James. Did, he had a also, big mud smudge on his he head. Was late, he was late. Was a tattoo. So, yeah, no, I did too. <laughs> um, so, what is that tattoo on his head? Just mud. So it just looks stupid. But James let everyone down. Yeah, he was late. He was late, and he didn't play his like biggest. Well, the song that I know best, "Sit Down." He didn't play it because he was late. Uh, so, I say him. I think down, the band mate, is called James. Um, yeah. Well, we we heard them like pretty much just in our tent, waking up. And we heard him start. Yeah, because he was on the other stage. Uh, yeah. The the stage which is very close to our tent lovely little <laughs> location uh, so he strolled down strolled down um, I think Harry might have got a burrito I had a burrito Hannah and Jack had a burrito and then I also had half of Hannah's burrito <laughs> you had almost all of I Hannah's hadn't burrito eaten at this point they both also only got medium burritos and yeah. you got a large burrito yeah. and then you ate half a medium burrito absolutely I was absolutely famished <laughs> I could have fainted without that and then I was full for like another day it was like <laughs> Um, and then we watched Blossoms. Yeah. Who? We'll move on. Um. <laughs> so we'd seen that they were on at Great Escape, and they were kind of a big hyped band of this year. Mm. And we thought, well, maybe we should check them out, Catch see bit, what yeah. the see what all the fuss is about. We didn't actually get to see them at Great Escape, so when we saw that they were on early, not really any clashes at Glastonbury, we thought, let's go have a look, and. I've got to be honest, having watched a full set of them, I, s- I don't want to be horrible, but I still really don't understand what that is. Because here on Tracks Show, we're not. We don't really slate people, and I'm not no, going to slate We're the them. nice guys. Yeah. Um, but Again, I will just say, and I'm not slating them, I'm just saying that they really. It seemed like there was just nothing about them. Yeah. Nothing that's going to get you excited. Yeah. And I, I had this, um, this kind of thought that. When you really first get into a band, so many times they're often kind of starting off. Yep. And they're a little rugged around the edges and blah, blah, blah. And this band seems like they've just kind of been um, nicely formed yep. into this finished product. I said it at the time, and I think it's all we need to leave it at before we move on to the next bands we saw. Mm. If I had to describe them in one word, it would be Top Man. Yeah. And I think that is all that needs to be said. Yeah. Also, they were, they were not top good man. at working a crowd. They, I, I know people get nervous and stuff, but... Yeah, but Top Man. You get so paid. we left and we went to see... Top Man. <laughs> a proper band. Uh, as we've discussed previously, everyone's favourite, Gingers. Yeah. We went to see Two Door Cinema Club. Who is now not an Irish man. He's an American. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you, Glastonbury, for hey! being here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We are... Two Door Cinema Club from Dublin. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. <laughs> the most American man ever. Long yeah. ginger hair now. Yeah, long. Worse, um, I'm going to say. And very good. They were brilliant. I loved yeah. it. I, I had a proper little dance to them. Was uh, it the first time that it started raining? Yes, because yeah. it, when Blossom started, we, the, it was Blue Sky. And everyone was getting excited. Ah! And then we got to Two Door, and I had my big ugly coat thingy on, and <laughs> oh, yeah, it in... started to rain. I couldn't hear. I or was see walking anything around in a hood... carrier bag. <laughs> yeah, the hood is terrible. It's, it really covers your whole head, which I guess is a good thing. But I like to hear and see. 
But with this thing, all you can hear is... Yeah. And just rain. I know. That's why I put it on in the campsite and thought, I'm not wearing Taking this. It off. <laughs> um, but we saw them. We saw a good, a good like, half an hour of them, and they they were very good. You know? They were brilliant. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I liked their new stuff live. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting to see, as we discussed on the last episode, we felt there had been a bit of an evolution for them, and it was interesting to see how they played it live. For me, a little bit too much backing track yeah, with a lot of definitely. it. Like, as soon as I get you it, hear it, you're taken away. From yeah, where you I are. mean, I get it that you if you're you're a limited thing. numbers band, and yeah. if there's you know you've recorded something which you want to have a lot of depth and you want to play it live, you physically can't play you know eight parts between four of you. But in the in the song something good, there's this little part with the there's kind of like chatter amongst the party thing. Yeah. Like, there's this little bit in a song where they're just like... And they played that. And I, I just suddenly got really annoyed really quickly. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you've got lots of people here doing all the chattering. Like, you could work off that or something. Yeah. Or as soon as you play something like that, it becomes very obvious that yeah. you're not really within the moment yeah. I don't know and also it reminded me of something uh, in some of our most embarrassing days of my football club York City mm. we used to have a chairman called Bachelor surnamed Bachelor right. and he changed York yeah Bachelor's a wanker <laughs> I once when I was a very little boy in the year 5 or year 6 or what 10 I was a little boy my uh, football team I played for got to a cup final incidentally I was ruled out by injury anyway so I couldn't have played but the cup final was meant to be played at Booth and Crescent. This is like a dream come true for me to play at my hometown club's stadium. And he refused to let us play on the pitch. And we had to go and play in some shitty thing in Pocklington. But so, you could play anyway. No, I mean, that was... Uh, it would have been good. Yeah, but when we got moved, I was not injured. So Still a wankster. Yeah. Um, it's not but, like that field was being used for anything else. Yeah. But the point I was trying to make is one of his um, ridiculous ridiculous uh, additions to the club he used to play crowd noise out of the tannoy because wow. he thought it would motivate the team so like when we scored it was like 50,000 people were there and there's like 2,000 of us like <laughs> rubbish such a bad idea and such a terrible place to put that idea into yeah exactly but the kind of chatter from Two Door Cinema Club it, it did sound a little bit to me like they were trying to make yeah. it seem like the crowd were really into it and like the crowd were yeah, but, but it was like hear that, crowd noise in the background. Quiet. Yeah, yeah. So that was a bit rubbish, but they were great. They were very good. Yeah, minus the American accents. Mm. Then, so that was my first time at the pyramid stage. Yeah, and then we headed off to my first time at what I think is my favourite stage at Glastonbury, the park stage. The park, I'm gonna say, was my favourite. Yeah. What's your the what whole was... area of the park is yeah. one of my favourites. What was your favourite? My favourite stage. Yeah. It's a very difficult question. I've always gone... I used to... Last year, my favourite was the park because of the, the whole area, not yeah. really the stage. I don't really have a favourite stage. They're all good in their own right. Yeah, so for people... Wherever we saw James Blake is a, is a, is oh, a nice yeah. one. Yeah, that was lovely. But, uh, but the park, for people who haven't been... If you think of, like, the Glastonbury sign, you think yeah. of, like, where the BBC footage is. It's all up on, like, the hill at the back. Yeah. And the park is just at the bottom of that. Yeah. It's this kind of open air stage, but it's a nicely sized open air stage. It's not too big, so it still feels quite intimate. And you can get really close, get really good view. Mm. 
and it's just oh, I just love it up there. What a what a vibe up there. Yeah. So we got there. We saw uh, about the last quarter of the Unknown Mortal Orchestra set. Yeah, which was which, nice. Yeah, it was especially as I thought I wasn't going to see them at all. Yeah, exactly. We thought we'd miss them, so it was nice to see it. Although I would have liked to have seen more. Mm. Um, but they were really great. And then we went into, I'm going to say my favourite set of the weekend. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Ezra Furman. Well, I really, I I don't know about him. Uh, I know from what you've told me. Um, and I really enjoyed that set. I thought we were in a perfect position. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. The good thing about the park stage is that you're on a very slight hill. Yeah. Very slight. So wherever you are, you kind of got a really good view yeah. onto the stage. And also what I've learned from watching uh, these sets from the park stage on TV afterwards, from the stage it looks like it's really rammed. Yeah. Where in the in the crowd you've got loads of space to just dance around, but from there it just looks like a sea. You also think you're really close. I went to look at the video of that because I thought we're in the cameras. We're in the cameras like five or six times. I went and had another look. Yeah. It just looks like you're absolutely miles away. I couldn't see us at all. It's just too many people. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't in the TV footage, but I feel like we were still close. Yeah. I know we were close. Yeah. It just uh, it seems like you're a lot. So he, for people who don't know is an incredibly interesting character. He really and is. I, I just loved everything about his stage presence. He came out in, like, black leggings with, like, little, very fitted blue, baby blue shorts with, like, little printed patterns on. Women's shorts. Mm-hmm. And a woman's blouse with, like, f- white blouse with floral shoulders and blue hair and lipstick and he looked brilliant and he kind of came out all timid and then just kind of he um he did have a good a good crack with the fans didn't he yeah um yeah a few lovely moments where he said one moment where he said it's not quite Adele which I enjoyed (laughs) made a Kanye reference yeah he finished with a Kanye reference I can't remember what it was something about um sometimes I think why do they got to end this shit? Or something yeah. like that. He's, but he said it. He said, sometimes I think, why do they got to end this shit? Kanye West. <laughs> Which was lovely. Yeah. But he was just brilliant. I got, for me, it was exciting because he played, he's bringing out a new EP in the next month or so. And I think he played all four tracks from that. Which was exciting. I heard so, ten- you, so four songs you've not heard before? I'd heard Teddy, I'm Ready, before that was the first song he played. Um, but to hear that live, I'd only heard it a couple of times before. Um, then played a few of the first album tracks, loads of the latest album, Perpetual Motion People, which is one of my favourite albums possibly ever. And what was interesting to be there was, you had talked before about how certain artists and certain songs have made you tear up. Mm. and Ezra Furman did that for me for the first time ever. Did he? Yeah. I did not notice that. He played a song called Ordinary Life, um, which he started um, by talking about how he had, uh, at a certain point in his life, thought about committing suicide, and he kind of dedicated it to people Uh, who had been in that moment. And having had a lot of uh, experience of that within my family to various degrees, 
sadly, it just felt very pertinent and very powerful and quite amazing. And so through all of that song, I was kind of like, <laughs> going to try and sing along, but kind of welling up a little bit. And then um, I think, I can't quite remember the order, but I think directly after that he played uh, My Body Was Made, which is a kind of uh, gay pride song about uh, just being proud of who you are and uh, being out there and not being ashamed of yourself. And that felt very righteous and exciting and I don't really know the right words, but just brilliant and powerful. And it was like... That again made me oh my, like it was just a very emotional but also mm. brilliant set, uh, with also the comic relief of his saxophone player who we just thought was brilliant. Is he cross-eyed? <laughs> no, it's just the way he looks down at the uh, saxophone. I feel like we can't uh, after saying all that and making myself look like a emotional, vulnerable kind of guy. I can't then disclose the fact that I've crossed eyes. Yeah, but it was funny. It it's mainly a... because we, we weren't sure if it was a permanent cross-eyed <laughs> or if he was just looking down at his saxophone. And then there was one point when he, he had his saxophone down on the floor and then he did a little uh, look up into the sky yeah. and he had the most crossed eyes yeah. in the world. Yeah. But before we move on, because it was probably my most powerful moment of the weekend, yeah. I would like to play a little bit of Ordinary Life. And it's also got my favourite opening line of a song ever. I feel like I might have played this on the podcast before. What song is it called? Ordinary Life. You might have done. Purely but because we... I think I've talked about the fact that I think the first line is funny before. Maybe. Because the first line is, I'm sick of this record already. And it's like, that to me is a funny way to start a song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ordinary Life. Ezra. My boy. I'm sick of this record already. Let's rack all the preconceived notions we bring to it Check all the baggage, or better yet, burn it And start all over again Let's start with your life as you know it Way back in our mother's wombs Folded like notebooks We had no idea of all the tote bags and meat hooks Waiting out in the world One September in Boston I lost the will to live I was just like an astronaut cut from the ship Floating and waiting to die I was sick of my ordinary life I was so sick of ordinary life Thank you, Tim. It's good. I also... There's loads of funny lines in it as well. It's funny that it's such an emotional song, but there's loads of lines that make me laugh. Mm. The... um. No idea of all the tote bags and meat hooks waiting out in the world. It's like just, some, just something about saying there's loads of tote bags out there is also funny to me. <laughs> all the little Glastonbury Yeo Valley yeah. ones. Um, so after Ezra finished, I believed it was back to the tent. And I did actually tell you there's not a lot of tent time at Glastonbury. But by this point, we'd spent 90% of the time at the tent. <laughs> Yeah, but it was always going to be a percentage-wise unfair reflection because I loved uh, it. I loved it because Wednesday and Thursday are a tent central. Yeah, true. 
So we had about... You love tent time because you can just have more sausages and beans. I like it because you can just have a sit and a drink and a chat. You can also do that everywhere else. You no, do realise that. Yeah, but we have proper seats here. It's better than standing up in a mud hole. Yeah, I suppose you can't really sit anywhere else when it's muddy. No. So that was one of the most jealous things that made me most jealous of your previous year. Like, you kept just saying... Sit Last year, we just had a little sit on the grass. Yeah. And I was like, there was no grass. I can never have a sit anywhere this year. <laughs> There's literally nowhere. If you find, lucky to find a bit of wood somewhere. Yeah. Um, so we had oh, two yeah. hours to kill. So off to the tent. And then at eight o'clock at the pyramid stage was foals. My word. And they. My number. They did. A absolutely amazing set like you talked about nearly crying um, Spanish Sahara I was very close if not ruined a little completely ruined <laughs> let's just put this out there when we were walking down to watch Foles we had a conversation with everyone Jack, Hannah, me, Harry what's your favourite Foles song? I feel like at least two people in the group couldn't give a definitive answer of what their favourite one I was very, very clear. My favourite song is Spanish Sahara. I think it's the best song they ever made. So, Spanish Sahara starts, I'm wearing a backpack with all the drinks in. Jack says, can I get a drink out of your bag? <laughs> and in a packed stage, it's not easy. So I had to turn round, face the wrong way, <laughs> while he fishes out, no, not my drink. Not my drink, not my drink, not my drink. For like three minutes. I mean, it's nearly the entire fucking song. That's how it was before it kind of came yeah, in. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking three minutes. It was about 30 seconds, but it was still well annoying. I missed the whole of the second verse, which is arguably my favourite It was the verse. part that I was, I was getting a bit emotional. Yeah, because it starts to build up. up. That's the beauty of it. It starts so slow. I, 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 every time I get emotional at bands, I, it's always because I feel proud of them for doing stuff. Really? <laughs> with, with the Maccabees, it's like, um, I've watched them for many years and now they're playing a big stage and I'm, my boys. And it was similar with Foles. I don't know why. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, because it, it, it did feel big, I think. It felt it kind of momentous for them to be there. I, I don't know, especially, I think the fact of the, the profile of the headliners this year. Mm. when there was a band who we have followed for a long time and who we've seen play small venues, you know, Foles were really high up on the lineup. And Next it, was Muse. Yeah. So it was like, you know, that was kind of our our guys as high as they were going to get for the weekend. Yeah. So it was kind of exciting to see them there. Mm. And they were brilliant. They smashed it. Should we mention the slight unfortunate part of the set? Uh, yeah, because people who haven't been and don't, maybe you've looked at the BBC iPlayer stuff or whatever it's on, um, they did play two steps twice, twice. at the end. Always the but last song. They didn't show it on online, and there's a reason for that. They started the song, and the sound cut out. So they're up there still playing it. And no, no, no one could hear it. Yeah. So everybody's kind of booing and jeering and saying, turn the noise up, blah, blah, blah. And for about, it felt like about a minute. Like, it was ages. It was a good, I mean, that song, they extend it big And time. we were watching them and we were thinking, I was thinking, they don't know. They genuinely do not know it because mm-hmm. they were just rocking out, playing the instrumental of it. And it really looked like they had no clue that the crowd couldn't hear. 
anything. Well, we were close Giannis enough to be able to hear it. Yanis was facing the drums, and I don't know if he did that because he was thinking, "Let's get on with it, and they'll fix it." Um, but they did in the end, and it was still an amazing way to end the song. Yeah, when it that finally that song in. is something else. I've seen them play, th- I think, three or four times, and they always end on that, and it's yeah. always incredible because they jam it out for like. They stretch that song out yeah. to about eight or nine. It minutes. always it always reminds me of my favorite my favorite time seeing Foles. I went to see them in Lille in France, um, and he I don't I, in England you wouldn't get away with it. He must have just known French people are more polite, but he kind of just went like uh, for people who don't know. I'm kind of doing hands of like parting seas, and he You're just Moses. Got, I'm, I'm Moses right now, <laughs> and he just got the crowd to split, and he just came down with his guitar he must have had like a wireless thing I don't even know what he was doing but he just kind of walked through the middle of the crowd just playing away and ended up on like a balcony but he walked past me like a little elf man I think he came up to my knees (laughs) and I was just like oh my god Yanis you are here and they they dragged out for at least 10 minutes there but it was brilliant Um, but yeah he ended up miles away Um, yeah but that was my my favourite ever Foles gig in Lille and um Every time I hear that song, it kind of takes me back there. Mm. And so it was really annoying for it to it was, yeah, be interrupted. Yeah. I mean, stuff happens, I guess. You can't always win. But I've never really had a, a, a real kind of song ruiner at a festival. It felt like a right clanger. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a clanger. That was a Joe Hart. Um, but I want to play a little bit of that. Two Step Twice, uh, yes. I was going to go for a bit of Spanish Sahara, but I want people to know what that, yeah. that kind of thing is. So we're going to do uh, a minute of silence first. And yeah. then going to the second half for two set times. <laughs> you just hear a faint. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit of that. Friday night's headliners were Muse. Mm. We didn't see them. Which is, uh, spoiler alert, a running theme. We didn't see any of the big three headliners at all. No. So if you're here to see what we thought about Adele, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Was there anything of the headliners that you were disappointed you missed? Of the main headliners? Yeah. I do know that a lot of people really loved Adele. And I did yeah. hear that Coldplay did their little... Um, I heard... Coldplay turned into like a really bizarre thing. The Viola Beach tribute. Yeah, that's the I watched thing on I would have maybe like to have seen on Monday morning before I packed up. Before we packed up, uh, I watched on YouTube them because they played the first verse of uh, "Boys That Sing." Yeah, and then they kind of like on the big screen, and then they played along with the second verse, and Chris Martin sang the second chorus. And in my fragile Monday morning state. I was so close to bursting into tears. It was a beautiful tribute, and I feel like had I been there, I would have. But then again, they brought out like a BG. Yeah. I mean, as if Coldplay weren't bad enough. What are they doing bringing out a BG? Yeah. 
as a special guest. He must know someone better than a BG. Apparently Noel Gallagher's hero and the best thing he saw at Glastonbury was meeting that guy. Robin Gibbs. Yeah. Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> Kieran Gibbs, older brother. Um, I'm, I, I don't care. Yeah. BGs aren't relevant anymore. Sorry, guys. No. Maybe that's controversial and I'm unaware, but the BGs. No. Hi, yeah. Um But instead of Muse, we went to see Disclosure at the other stage. It helped that they were right next to us. Yeah, it was right next to the tent. Yeah. Uh, we had access we, to loads of booze and. They started playing, uh, what is it, White Noise? Uh, a song that my, my brother knew and we all know. Yep. Um, I like to latch. That yeah. Was good. The drinking never stops. Uh, but they were good. They, they were sat- really good. It's really, really quite a um, visual visual experience. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah. I uh, I really spellbinding. Yeah, from that point of view, musically, they were great. I would. What I really, really appreciated about them actually, and I should mention it, is that uh, obviously Disclosure are a a dance act. Yeah. But and there's only two of them. But they very, very clearly made a conscious effort to play as much of the music live as they, yeah, they possibly do. could. So they had, you know, full drum kit. There was a guy playing bass, one of them, playing guitar. Like, everything, you know, even through kind of pads They'll and activate stuff. all their samples yeah. and things there with these MIDI keyboards and these, like, little pads and stuff. And they'll do everything. Yeah. As far as I know, they do everything live there. Yeah. But that was that was really great and really surprising to me and it made me appreciate them yeah. as artists a lot more I thought wow you know even if they know, haven't just got a laptop up yeah of course they could have just been sat there behind a MacBook and just playing it and you know, you know yeah. waving their arms around but that I really thought brilliant good on you yeah and yeah it sounded great and they certainly they made they were the only band that I saw that made the other stage feel kind of Vast, yeah, and I was, kind of. I was thinking that just now, like looking back on it, yeah, I feel like that place was horrendously big. It was so wide and just like uh, as opposed to when we saw the blossoms there and how kind of yeah. is it the blossoms or blossoms? Just blossoms, I right? Um, you know, their stage presence wasn't great, yeah. and it just seemed like a really kind of small disclosure, like fans. overfilled that stage. Because yeah. we were quite far back. It's like when you go, it, it, what it seems to me, it's kind of late, very late evening, so like nine o'clock, and it's like it's kind of like that bonfire nighty yeah. vibe everywhere. Everyone's yeah. just kind of chatting and that and yeah. dancing, and it's it seemed really far away. Yeah, but it was and great. we saw and some like, fireworks at some point as there well. Was far, there was flares going off and just like thousands of people in these incredible. On the huge screens behind these just awesome graphics that I was kind of transfixed by for yeah. a lot of it. They and had they like if somebody was doing a part or a part in a song, so yeah. if they had a vocal part instead of like they didn't have the guy there, but they would have this graphic of them singing yeah, yeah. and stuff, and it was great. It, it really like filled the gap that you would feel yeah. if like they aren't just playing the vocal yeah. track and stuff. Yeah, no, it was a it was really, really cool set. Like I enjoyed it way way more than I expected. I thought they were really great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that it was a nice cl- way to end that day. We closed it? off our Friday, and then we headed up to uh, all the fun bits of yeah. Shangri-La and all that. Well, Harry went back to the tent. Yeah, it's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Too many sausages and beans. So the mate. less said about that, the better. Right. So as you might have noticed, uh, 
this was quite a magical uh, experience for us, Glastonbury, the old Glasto. Um, so we have a lot to say about it, which means we're going to split this into two parts because as a podcast listener myself, I know how annoying it is when not only when you see a podcast and it's like three hours long, that just feels like mm. a lot to listen to, but also it takes up all your memory. Who wants like three hours worth of audio being automatically downloaded to your phone? Annoying people do that. We're not annoying people. We're the best of the people. So we're only really one day into the festival at this stage, so I really hope you tune back to listen to part two of our Glastonbury Roundup. Saturday and Sunday still to come. I'm not you in my space I want